I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm Amanda Dobbins. And together we host The Big Picture, the Ringer's film podcast for new releases, career retrospectives, director interviews, movie drafts, top fives, and so much more. Twice a week, we break down the latest releases, argue about whether movies are doomed, and debate our modern film canon. Listen to The Big Picture on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find the big picture and jam session with Amanda Dobbins. The big picture with Sean Fennessy. What are you up to, CR? <laughs> Forgot. I'm piloting a bunch of stuff right now. I'm excited to present it to you. Oh, good. Yeah. Can't wait. End of the year? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Would you say you're composing a brief? That's right. One thing CR is going to be up to, end of January, the week of January 29th, we are hitting four cities in five days for the Rewatchables Cold Weather Tour. Chicago, D.C., Philly, New York. All the details on dates, venues, times, the movies we'll cover, and more importantly, how to get tickets, is at theringer.com slash events. So tickets will go on sale Tuesday. This podcast will be up. Tickets will go on sale Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Pay attention, Chicago. That's 9 a.m. Central. All the details are at theringer.com slash events. Again, rewatchables, hitting the road. Chicago, D.C., Philly, New York City. What could possibly go wrong? Four straight nights of cruising. <laughs> We're doing four and five nights. We're going to put a break in between. Okay, I'm January in LA, 29th, so I have to get up at 7 a.m. To get to tickets? To buy tickets, yeah. January 29th through February 2nd. Um, you can find out the movies. The Philly movie is still TBD, but we're doing The Fugitive in, in Chicago. We're doing Forrest Gump in D.C. And we are doing <laughs> Rounders, the re-rounders in uh, New York City. So we hope to see you there. We'll be disappointed if you don't come. And now. We're going to talk about a movie that's way too long from 1993 <laughs> that I love anyway. <laughs> the Pelican Brief is next. Everyone I've told about the brief is dead. I'll take my chances. From the best-selling author of The Firm and The Client comes the suspense thriller of the year. Julia Roberts. Denzel Washington. The Pelican Brief, rated PG-13, starts Friday, December 17th at a theater near you. All right, Amanda Shawncrest. Amanda, this is one of your favorites. Why? Julia Roberts, Denzel Washington, John Grisham adaptation. I was nine years old and I didn't know better. Mm. <laughs> 
Sean? Um, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but it's basically one of my three or four favorite film directors of all time. Kind of digging into his old bag of tricks to elevate something that is maybe not even necessarily worthy of his Some bag Alan of tricks. Some Alan J. Karaoke? Yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Um, and of course, like the star power that Amanda talked about. And I was, you know... 10, 11, 12 years old when Grisham took off. And I was reading those novels and kind of into those novels. And at the time, I was like, this guy's like the new J.D. Salinger. I was like, this is a great <laughs> fucking artist. This guy can fucking write. These characters. You were Meanwhile, like Franny and Zooey race high the roof beam in the Pelican Brief. <laughs> yeah, so I was into, I, I really liked this era of Grisham movies. So it's a fun one. CR, one yeah. of the great book slash movie ideas of all time. The Pelican Brief? I think brief? we've mentioned before, but here's the premise. Two Supreme Court justices with nothing in common are murdered. So why? Oh, a 24-year-old grad student, who happens to be very attractive, comes up with a crazy conspiracy theory. But one thing, she's right. And now she's in danger. I could sell that in a room in 10 seconds. Yeah, you just did. I think you should have done the voiceover for the trailer. Like, instead of the, the guy who's like, in a world, like, you should be like, was who most- says no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was the 90s trail ever. But do you remember anticipating this? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's funny. Since it came out, I I think I looked at this movie as probably a little bit of a less successful adaptation than the firm. Um, But since its release and, like, over the decades, it's become just, like, a very, very, very pleasant, like, movie to have on. Like, Mm. it is kind of to go, go back to the core foundation of this pod like the kind of thing that when it's on you're like i'm gonna watch 20 minutes of pelican breathe yeah and i felt that just just this this time watching it for the pod two major stars absolutely a nice point in their career yes julia is on a little 88 to 93 mystic pizza steel magnolias pretty woman flatliners engaged leaves Kiefer sutherland at the altar little jason patrick starts moving toward lyle lovett dying young hook Two years off. A lot of rumors. Comes back with uh, the Pelican Brief. And reclaims her Julianess. Yes. But it still doesn't really totally happen for her until 97 when she when she grabs the crown again. This is another, she's trying things. She's trying to work her way back in. The yeah. press coverage in 93 of her return and the, and the two years that she took off and everything before is absolutely nuts. You sent us some of it. I did. I, she was also on the cover of Vanity Fair. And there's a long Q&A that is just, uh, it's not how we cover celebrities it's anymore. Confrontational? Yeah. Yeah. It's more like, prove to me you weren't a coke addict. Yeah. Right. You weren't? You sure? Do you ever see cocaine? <laughs> yeah, and, they don't do it that way. And now. she is also, in 93, just way more engaged there's just so much, there's so many quotes. Feisty. She's feisty and she is just also like talking at great length She's telling, about like, anecdotes and all stuff. of this yeah. nonsense. And, you know, and she read this and she disagrees with this and she has like lots of theories on the press coverage of her, which I, you know, uh, she's always been very personable. That's part of her charm. And But it's fascinating to read her just be like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I saw her on The View and they were like, boy, Matthew Perry passed away and like, did you ever watch Friends? And she just like scoots right past the question. It's like not even just like, oh yeah, well I was on Friends and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, yeah. It's she had the more... famous underwear episode. I know. <laughs> I had the premiere magazine that I dug up where she's on the cover and it's like the Julia comeback piece written by Christopher Conley. 
And um, it's it's weird. She takes pot, she goes after the Steel Magnolias director at one point because there were all these rumors about Herbert Ross was mean to her on the set, which she confirms and then just absolutely annihilates him and says, he was mean and he was out of line in my opinion. Um, I don't give a shit, but if he thinks he can talk about me in such a condescending way and not have me say something about it, then he's nuts. I remember him saying to me once, when this movie is over, you're going to take acting classes? And she said, why should I? Um, blah, blah, blah. But just like annihilates him. This stuff never, does this ever happen anymore where somebody just goes goes off on somebody? No, everyone's really careful. It's really funny though that her reputation is as America's sweetheart because her persona is as a very flinty defiant, mm. strong-willed person. Yeah. So even though she's so beloved, I feel like one of the reasons she's beloved is because she was do it, willing to do things like this. She was willing to say, screw you. I'm I'm who I am. It was a good Letterman guest. and um, Yeah, but they're, they're definitely, I mean, I heard the rumors in Boston and I didn't know any Hollywood people. I was like, oh yeah, Julia had to go away. And it was, you know, the vestiges of the 80s. But mm-hmm. she's like adamant. I didn't do drugs. I think she got so white-hot famous that People seem to deal with that in different ways, as we've discussed many times. Right. At yes. a very young age, too. Yeah. She was really young when she got She was the biggest female star in the world in 1990. Yeah. From yeah. that movie. And it, and it happened so quickly. It's yeah. like Sleeping with the Enemy like isn't even out, or she's filming it when she's doing Pretty Woman, and suddenly everything overnight just becomes like the Julia Roberts show. Yeah. And she's 20 when she was cast in Mystic Pizza. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I just watched a piece of that recently. Mm-hmm. And she's great in it. Wonderful. Like, it's hard to believe that it took two more years for her to become a major star because you watch that movie and it just seems like a Julia Roberts movie in the catalog now. Sean, would this have been a better movie in 1976 with Robert Redford as Greg Grantham and Jessica Lange as Darby Shaw? Does, Does it, this movie make more sense in the 70s? The I have Pelican a, a oh, follow-up question to that, which is, is this movie better if Gordon Willis shoots it? Should this movie have just been a 1975 movie? Is it 18 years late? I'm I, I really it just boils down to the script for me. Like I, I think if it's a better script, then yes, but it's not and Pakula wrote the script himself. Yeah. He adapted the book. To me, it's not about the time that it takes place in because honestly, like this story is very resonant right now. Like you mm. can make this movie right now and you could find an interesting way. Like our our fascination with the Supreme Court and the geometry of the Supreme Court is kind of eternally interesting. So we, I think you could have made it at any time. I wouldn't want to trade away any of the big three from the Paranoia trilogy that Pakula made. I wouldn't want to put yeah, in the Pelican know. Brief. Pelican Brief instead, instead of, of all the President's Parallax Men. Yeah. President's <laughs> could Men have been the one fourth one. It could have been. It could have, he could have punted on Comes a Horseman yeah. and, and done this instead, and that would have been interesting. But I, I don't know. This is a weird one because he didn't write a lot of scripts, Pakula. But the ones that he did write were often adaptations because I yeah. think he looked at source text and was like, yeah. I got, I, I know how to do this. I know what this is it's in like my Chris head. Chris operates. Yeah. It's like Chris <laughs> looking, right. scanning the, the rewatchables <laughs> lineup and saying like, Forrest Gump, I know exactly no, what I to just, do yeah, there. I take KOC's stuff and I just move it into, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the where it needs to be. Um, I, the case for it existing perfectly in 1993 is what it meant to Julian Denzel and just... Like, this is Denzel in the same month. Well, there's also, like, the larger Grisham thing and it happening, you know, as the Clinton era starts and is going and and this idea that, like, uh, a younger generation of idealists could fix the corrupt institutions of the world or could... There is still, like, this idea of justice that could supersede the corruption that's out there. And uh, as we found, I don't know if that's exactly true, but we'll probably talk about that more throughout the pod. This is... 
see how your energy seems low. Third pod today? (laughs) Fourth? No, I'm waiting to hear where we're going to go with this. Reddit conspiracy probably changes this movie a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This movie might have created the Reddit conspiracy board. You could make a case. She does the, the hardcore like, one ever. law library, like putting it all together by hand, though. She's she's really she's doing the work. I have a lot of questions about that, though. This is this could be a long picking nits segment. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Okay. An unanswerable question. Do you want to use this as an opportunity to entree your feelings about kind of the greater conspiracies of this country that you've been thinking <laughs> sure. about? I mean, this is this is stepping on my. Hot do Vince take Foster a bit? right now? <laughs> oh, you want to do Vince Foster? Okay, sure. Now I mean, I'm back. <laughs> Sierra's up. No, I, I, you know, just at some point while we're talking about conspiracy theories, I did want to point out that it, it, it is the 60th anniversary of JFK. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've gotten enough content from you on that besides what's up on Twitter. So... You know, any anything you I'm want to do. that you didn't do what the doctor saw. We haven't yeah. done a pot. Listen, who says I'm not? Okay. There's okay. just a lot of content. Okay. I go, you know, when I need the content, I dive in. I see. It is high season for you, yeah. yeah. There's been some good stuff. I've been on some text threads. There's been some conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Will you be de-class- declassifying any documents or? I thought the doctor's JFK doc was pretty illuminating. Mm-hmm. Like they, all those dudes were in the hospital and were like, yeah, his back of his head was blown out. Mm-hmm. And they change the autopsy. I don't know. I'm going to take that seriously. How does that fit with the four bullets theory, which is your, are you still, I think there were four bullets. Do you know I listen to the JFK rewatchables like once a year when I need some comfort? Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's like, if I had to like distill what I love about the three of you and how yeah. weird you are. It is like JFK it rewatchable. Is, it is Sean and refusing and to hear yeah, the Yeah, Sean is just like, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> and you're just like, I think LBJ knew something. And you're just like, he he knew. Maybe it wasn't him, but he knew. You're just like throwing in the CIA or yeah. whatever. It's really, it's very special. Well, see, I definitely was involved. Sure, Thanks. yeah. I, one thing I learned this last time that I didn't, <laughs> was that in my research, yeah. was that there were military people that were there, people who had fought in wars. Mm-hmm. And when they heard all the shots, they heard them from different places. Because when you're yeah. fighting in battles, you're trained to kind of think, oh, that's coming that way, that's behind me. And as they were there, they were they were like, some, some shots are to the left, some shots are to the right. Okay. I thought that was telling. You and I did the work. We went to the book depository. We did, Listen. <laughs> was it you who did it? Yeah. <laughs> did you pull the trigger? No, we're just investigating. We okay. got. We, we're doing our own research. Um, back to this this movie. This was the big Denzel A plus lister. Yeah. Breakout month. Yeah. He is this in Philadelphia. He is acting with the two biggest white actors in the world at that point, Tom Hanks, and uh, I think Hanks had grabbed the belt from Cruz at that point. Maybe Costner's in there too. He's, what, yeah, what, yeah, you want to revisit it? Yeah. <laughs> He's somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Julia's the biggest female star we had. Yeah. And he just bangs both of them at the same time. And then from that point on, it's Denzel season tickets, which starts the year before Malcolm X. But. I was trying to figure out whether or not for Denzel and Julia, Julia here, like other times that the two biggest stars of male and female star were paired together. And like, especially for this one, which we'll probably get to, is to not have a romantic plot line be mm. a part of that. It's pretty wild. Um, but it doesn't happen very often in Hollywood. You'd think they would effort to make that more and more common. A lot of research on this, which will, I don't know when you want to go to it. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. Let's go, man. Go ahead. You're in charge. Well, I already got my JFK stuff. So, one thing there's an urban legend that the studio squashed the interracial romance, which is not true. Debunked. In the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like easily debunked. Um, Julia was at, in the novel, they're both white. In the they cast Denzel because she pushes hard for Denzel, and then she was up for let's keep the novel. 
And Denzel was the one who squashed it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I, I just don't feel like the audiences want that. But he was really, as it came out later, he later admitted his core audience, a big piece of it was black women. And they, and he was worried that they would be upset if he hooked up with Julie Roberts in a movie. And two years later, same thing with virtuosity, same thing with Kelly Lynch cut it out. It was just like, he, he was almost like a political candidate. I know what my base is. This is bad for my base. And he was the one that squashed it. But I had thought for 30 years that the studio squashed it. Untrue. Yeah. Studios did other stuff. Like they squashed Eddie Murphy and Golden Child. They cut that out. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. They said no love scene for Eddie. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there was a couple. But in this one, it was Denzel who did it. Do you yeah. think that the movie suffers because of that? I mean, it's 141 minutes. They probably could have thrown in <laughs> yeah. a, a three-minute Something? What He's do you think, Sean? Keeping his powder dry for Mila Jovovich, and uh, he got game. <laughs> if I'm going to kiss a white woman on screen, it's yeah. going to be a prostitute in this film. Well, uh, that's when he changed. I, I don't think that there's a really good case for them hooking up in the movie, except that we just want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Like, we, of course, you want to see, like, two of the most beautiful and charismatic people alive get together. But in the mechanics of the story, I actually, especially at the end, I really like that it's, like, a partnership and a friendship yeah. that concludes the movie. It feels like a more fitting ending. What do you, uh, what do you think? I, journalistically, it would be unethical, you know, just on a basic mm. journalist source. She should plus, still be right. Morning plus, it's Tom. like this is the yeah. span of two weeks, and I, we don't need to get too far into my rules right, right. of like morning, you right. know. And how like, long a, will you be giving it? Okay, when, when, when Zach is when, when destroyed by a car bomb? Leaves, yeah, is killed in a car Zach's bomb? a great guy. I would be upset if you two the weeks later. You. Yeah, 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 I like exactly. Listen, okay, yeah. since we're there, let's get on the record now. Two weeks would be too short. Two weeks is tight. You know, plus they are also are soft. Like a conspiracy, so like, like they're just they're thrown together in these incredibly intimate the situations. The cabin, the rain is you know? palpable. You know, mm -hmm. the camera really lingers both What's in that, that hotel scene room. Their heads are in the room and they're touching each other, but not really. Right, they're, and they're just like pouring over lists. You know, it's it's sort of unavoidable. And then that last scene, I agree with you, Sean, that like you want them to come together as partners, except it's like scored as like a romance for the ages, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she like runs back and it's like a classic movie. Ooh, they're going to kiss. I would have been fine with one kiss, you know, just to okay. acknowledge. Can I do my, my David Spade voice for that? <laughs> I like that ending the first time I saw it when it was called The Bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> they totally ripped it off. It was like a year it's before. Yeah. Yeah. But it still got me. It was good. Yeah, I think Denzel's character should have been married and that would have solved oh, the, yeah. here's why they don't get together, have the two Two scenes with him and his kids, and yeah, I the guess fact so, that he's single then, and she's single makes it seem like I don't know. Happen. Listen, the movie's already 141 True. minutes, and you don't want like the sissy SpaceX JFK. Like, where are you going in the middle of the night? Like, True. this weird guy keeps calling me on the phone. I, I'm kind of into like single Denzel. If I like adding, that house. If we're adding more minutes to the movie, yeah. you want more Tucci disguise. I see. I would have <laughs> turned into the spin and had Denzel have a white wife. That nice. he, like oh. Ashley Judd, yeah. and then he's cheating uh, on her with yeah. you know. Okay. Interesting how you had Ashley Judd right <laughs> at your fingertips right there. Fingertips. Someone you thought of. Um, why also why is forty year old Denzel Washington, who's a successful newspaper reporter, single in this movie? That's weird. And he's right. he, he does he's seem Denzel a little Washington. older than her, but I don't would say in real life probably like 10, 12 years older. Because like I, yeah. I think he's in his late sixties and yeah. she's in her late fifties. Because Mo Better Blues was on TV the other day, and I, and that's only unreal. three years. Yeah, that it's, movie's amazing. We got to do that on the so rewatch. But he looks so young and skinny in that movie. 
And it's only three years before this. It's like he ages 10 years in the three years. He seems like a 39-year-old guy. He's like a real sex symbol in that movie. He really is. And as he's making decisions in his career, you can see that he's like, I'm the guy in the suit. Like you you mentioned, it could have been Robert Redford in this movie in the 70s. Like he's like, I'm the guy who's in charge. Like in Philadelphia, I'm in the suit. In this movie, I'm in the suit. Even in Virtuosity, I'm in the suit. So... I, I think that that's like a very conscious choice for him to kind of like age up a little bit. Yeah. Bernstein and Woodward aren't dating and all the president's men. They're not dating right? each other. Well, or, no, no, I mean, they're uh, not dating each other, but they don't. They, no, Carl yeah. Carl's is super a, horny in all the president's men. Right. I don't know what's Total going on. He, yeah, right. He's hitting <laughs> on. Legendary stick man. Right. Banging out cancer Bernstein. sticks, too. Yeah. It's just yeah. sticks everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just smoking in the elevator. Yeah. Um, this just sets off 30 years and counting of Denzel, though, this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are 30 years removed. This movie came out 30 years ago, and he's still in A plus list, yep. leading movies and throwing my posters. He's Amazing run. He's the man. Cruz is like, I, I made another Mission Impossible. <laughs> just just st- step back <laughs> from the ledge, just, honestly. Just, Mission just, Impossible just, 11. Did you see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? I refused. What? Okay. What? It's pretty good. Really weird movie watching year from you. This is loser behavior. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I just wasn't in the mood yet. I, I'm, I'm going to watch it at I'm some point. I'm appalled. Okay. I'm going to watch it. You're, are you trying to denigrate Cruz, who's like basically trying, the patron saint Cru, of this Cruz podcast? Cruz is my favorite actor. I'm just, I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's, just, it's a 30-year drought for I don't him. do movie karaoke. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like, it's like the ninth Mission Impossible. You've done Rocky Three on this pod. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm not there yet. I haven't been ready. It's been a busy year. Football, basketball. A lot, okay. of, yeah. a lot of content. I think you should watch it. It's a good movie. I'll get there. I'm saving it. Um, <laughs> the Pelican Brief Theory goes like this. Oil tycoon Victor Matisse, no relation to Victor Matisse. <laughs> Wasn't that the guy's name in Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> That's right. That's weird. He's exploiting the oil found beneath Louisiana marshland. It's a habitat for endangered subspecies of brown pelicans. And there's a court appeal that denies him the drilling rights. And our girl Darby believes she tried, she she attacks it really smart. Right. She says, all right, why these two judges? Right. Yes. What do they have in common? What they rule for? Oh, they're both pro-environment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Deep dives. Somehow does this without the internet during the Lexus Nexus era when I was in grad school for this era. You literally couldn't find anything. <laughs> no. No. You couldn't even find out who George Washington was. It took two If hours. it wasn't on the back of a baseball card, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it just. <laughs> I just didn't know you're it. You're just in a library and just know it, that, that, what was that, uh, modem noise? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. was the worst. Um, but she somehow <laughs> figures this out and it's a pretty good premise. And it, it, it's one of those movies that makes you wonder, like, couldn't somebody do this now? It's almost like it's too close to home. You Couldn't mean, somebody be like, I'm going to take out two justices because I want to flip some law or some rule? Okay. Could could someone pull off this plot? Not could someone write the Pelican Brief? No, could someone yeah. actually do yeah. this in People, real life? Literally Every anyone could write, write the, the Pelican, Pelican, Pelican Brief. Yeah, yeah. feels exactly. inevitable yeah. now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Supreme Court assassination plot, I mean, the lo- you know, I don't, we don't have to get into the Supreme Court right now too much, but the last five years, there's been just like this incredible chess game of right. strategy right. around, you know, elections and, and when people positioning are and yeah, yeah, when people should have retired or should they not have retired or, you know, I remember when Scalia died, there was like, it was... In a, in a place that was kind of odd and people were like, is there a conspiracy correlated to his death? Like, so 
all of that's what I meant earlier when I was like, all of this really still resonates. And yeah, there's also like been like a couple of incidents in the last couple of years of like Supreme Court justices where they like find some guy down the street from his house or like because that yeah. Kavanaugh or something like that. Like there, there's definitely been like a heightened sort of pressure put on them. Absolutely, Grisham had some good ideas. Yeah. Great premises. Um, yeah. His Amanda and I were just really yeah. talking about how, like, they stopped making Grisham movies with Runaway Jury. But he wrote, like, 15, 20 more books or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but we do 45 Marvel movies. Like, we, we, yeah. we're keep, we keep pumping those out. But nobody's like, you know what? We got to do a, a newer Grisham. How come? I don't know. Also, an underrated, unbelievable name creator for characters. Hmm. Mitch McDeer, mm-hmm. Darby Shaw, just like really yeah. good stuff. Like AI couldn't spit out better combination names. You don't think AI could come up with Mitch McDeer? No. Okay. It's it's too good. <laughs> I think you underestimate AI. Greg <laughs> Grantham. Because he hasn't seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the FBI's Gavin Verheek. Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. I always enjoyed, uh, do you remember what Susan Sarandon's character's name was in The Client? What? Reggie Love. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's incredible really stuff. He, he was the goat. This movie cast includes... He's alive, by the way. Yeah, he is. This movie co- uh, <laughs> cast includes <laughs> the future president, Tony Goldwyn. Yeah. 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 Robert Culp is the president. Can't wait to talk about him later. <laughs> Our guy Tucci as Kamel, the assassin. Yeah. When do Tucci know? Where's yeah. he rank for you? As an actor? As, a, as an assassin. I would say, yeah. He's been in a, Where's Camilla as your been in a top few five of your Tucci is very important to me. Miranda obviously. will pay me back. She yes. always does. does. I mean, incredible. Uh, wonderful. And Julie versus Julia, the Nora Ephron film, as as uh, Julia Childs' husband. This is, I think this is probably the first time that I encountered Stanley Tucci. Villain right? Tucci. Yeah, villain Tucci. I mean, I wouldn't say that this character or how he's portrayed in the media has aged the best out of out of all of the things in the movie. Mm. But, you know, that's, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? How he's portrayed in the media in the movie? <laughs> in the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, Where's Kamel from? That's the thing. They just say the Middle Eastern terrorist. It's not great. I have a guess. Okay. Is it I, the Middle East of Sicily? I think he's supposed Stanley to be like, I think he's supposed to be like French Algerian. Okay. Okay. Guess. Okay. This starts a great Tucci run. Mm-hmm. Is this before Big Night or after? Before. before because then he's in the Caruso Nick Cage movie. Uh-huh. He plays one of the evil cops. It what could was happen the movie? to you. No. The the <laughs> Oh the Caruso, Caruso movie. Oh no, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. <laughs> I'm thinking of the the, the, the other <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage, Cage movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the a lot ticket? of people don't know yeah. this, but Kiss of Death is gonna be the last rewatchable. I love that movie. <laughs> 30th anniversary, we're done. 2025. So, day you get the call from Daniel Eck. Time to wrap it up, BS. Yes. I see you like, did Kiss of Death. Congratulations. This is your you, final you episode. Stop making these jokes because, like, when you did Goodfellas, I got really stressed out. And I was like, is Bill okay? Like, what's going on? <laughs> do you think Daniel like, Eck would do Kiss of Death rewatchables with us? <laughs> I think he would do Warrior. Do you? Hey, he's Warrior. A big MMA guy. Wow. Now, nah, uh, people know when it's almost famous and, uh, What's the other one we haven't done? Pulp Fiction. Pulp, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Those are the last two. And be like, we might see you next week. And then the feed just does. I'd um, say there's roughly somewhere between like 125,000 good films we could do. Yeah. yeah. Fair. John Lithgow's in this movie for some reason. Hugh Cronin. <laughs> yep. Anthony Healed. Yeah. We'll get to him later. Miranda from Sex in the City. Sure is. Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. James Sicking. Yeah. Hill Street Blues. And then... Sam Shepard. Absolutely. Are yeah. we doing it now? We're not going to do it yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Sean's guy, AJ, AJP, 
Um, the last movie he wrote and directed, we have done all the president's men on here. I can't believe we haven't done starting over yet. Cause that's like the lost great Boston movie. We haven't done presumed innocent yet. Um, really good career. What get, do the, uh, nerd out for like a minute. Uh, Long Island legend, Alan J. Pakula. Um, Started out working as a producer for Robert Mulligan, who directed a bunch of movies in the 50s and 60s, most memorably, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And Heard of it. learned basically how to become a film director and a writer and a producer, and like matured at the perfect time, like in the early 70s when directors were empowered more. And so he's responsible for basically like the signature paranoid thrillers of that era. Yeah. Um, Clute and The Parallax View and All the President's Men are considered like the Trinity, obviously like... Three Days of the Condor, the conversation are also in that conversation too, but um, kind of like the world's greatest craftsman. Great taste in collaborators. Chris mentioned Gordon Willis earlier who shot a lot of his movies. Really good with movie stars too. Really good at putting movie stars in exciting positions mm-hmm. and thrilling movies. about Chris too. <laughs> it's true. All about really shadow. Stars. All about tension. All about good pace. So just a, just a truly great filmmaker. Kind of similar career trajectory somewhat to Sidney Pollack who directed Three Days of the Condor where... They transitioned from like the 70s kind of very par- paranoid conspiracy minded thrillers into like the more like big screen, big, like huge Hollywood star 80s stuff and into the 90s. Yeah. Does he have a movie where he wears suspenders and stands over? A yeah, I'll, dead sh- I'll share that with you offline. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> thanks. Pox, like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I'm going to say a little meandering. This movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think the 1970s Alan Jay would have made it. Well, made, okay, maybe made so some I, cuts. I wonder whether or not that has a little bit to do with Grisham's hold on like the American reading public and the potential of them being like you know the the audience for these movies is like this guy like these books were being read by like one out of every three people in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to imagine that the investment that they would have that they were like, okay, I want all the stuff from the book and the movie. And they're pretty plot based. They're pretty, they're pretty propulsive, but the, the firm's really long too. You know, like the, yeah. I think a lot of his, yeah. the adaptations of his books are not 90 minutes long. We talked about it when we did the firm podcast and me being disappointed when I went to the theater for that, cause the book was so good. But it was just because I had read the book and I knew it was going to happen. And it almost like it took a couple of years. Right. This one's different. I don't think it's as rewatchable as The Firm is, but I think it's fascinating for all these different reasons that makes it fun to rewatch. Not like The Firm has like just like the Brimley part. Yeah. All the all the stuff <laughs> that we hit and the music's really good and it's really eight. And Hackman just like with this really crazy Hackman performance. Right. And then Cruz at the height of Cruz and... Um, it's more, it's a more, the firm is more fun. Totally. Um, this is kind of a sad and elusive movie. You know, it's like his, his, her, the man he's in, she's infatuated with dies early on in the yeah. film. And also we don't really know who the bad guy is ultimately in this movie. And then even yeah. when we find out, we're kind of like, okay, like it's not actually that exciting. I had yeah. that in uh nitpicks. Would we be better off? Knowing that guy in the movie. If Matisse is in the movie. Matisse has like three scenes. It's it's odd. I think it's cool because you get so much Oval Office stuff to have the president be the avatar of the evil plot. Yeah. But you could make the argument that um, that Matisse would have been a more effective like heavy in the movie. Yeah. $45 million budget. Made 193 That's, That's right. a lot. Pretty good. So that doesn't quite qualify for that made how much money? Yeah, I actually thought it was going to make more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ebert, three stars. 
He wrote, it's an old law of the movies that ordinary novels are easier to film than great ones because the director doesn't have to worry about the writer's message and style, if any. The Pelican Brief is a good illustration of that principle. By casting attractive stars in the leads, by finding the right visual look, by underlining the action with brooding, ominously sad music, a good director can create the illusion of meaning, even when nothing's there. Ebert, not a huge Grisham guy. Yeah. No? Not a lot of plot for him. Well, that's the thing. These movies are really, the books are really plotty. And so it feels like all of the adaptations of the books are long because the, they're trying to just get all of the beats of the story into yep. the movie. But in this one, it feels like from minute like 85 to 122, you're like, why, why are we taking so long? Like, like, get on with the it. Long, like the it. long yeah. passage where they're trying to figure out who Curtis Morgan is is interminable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like that, it's it's almost like that happens too late in the movie because you're like, this can't possibly be the climax of the film. Right. And yet, it sounds like we're down in the movie, but Not at all. we all really like it. Yeah, it's it's fun. just it's, it's just makes some weird choices. It's kind of, it's serving this great dinner, but then you're like, Wait a second. Why do we have sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes? That's weird. Right. It's just like at like four of those choices. It's <laughs> a great metaphor. So many pies. <laughs> yeah. It's why yeah. didn't we just pick two pies? Why do we have but seven? But also you like all the pies. Yeah, it's like all right, I'll try the I pies. Think a lot of it is like it is like seventies karaoke, right? And mm-hmm. it like reminds yeah. you of he even all goes the to the Washington Post. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like Lithgow's in it because he wants like an Oscar for pay- playing yeah. Ben Bradley part yeah. two. Like we, we all know it's not it's obviously not as good, but I still like it. I left a lot of meat on the bone. Let's take a break and we'll do a most rewatchable scene. This episode is supported by State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, oh, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car. Get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. First rewatchable scene, we get the two judge murders, which happen at a nursing home (laughs) and a gay movie theater. Yes. And this is, we're in peak gay movie theater as a plot device because we also have it in Philadelphia the same month. Mm. Is that a nursing home? Or is that 
his home. I think that's and live his home in with a live-in nurse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get you're right. I guess oh, it's, so it's just a very that'd nice be pretty funny if home. a Supreme Court yeah. judge was just also at a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nursing home is the wrong. It's like, oh, I gotta get back for night, dinner. Night so night we wrap home. up this appeal. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's mac and cheese tonight. Tucci sitting behind the guy's great though. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. It's. Good stuff. He's got the popcorn, and then you see a rope. You're like, oh, this isn't going to go Should we right. start talking? Can we talk about his out his costumes as we go? We're not go? there yet. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're Next like the Pakula have... of directing this pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that light and shadow. <laughs> Julia piecing together the Pelican brief. I studied a printout of the Supreme Court docket. I even made a list of possible suspects. And then threw it in the garbage because they'd be obvious to everyone. And then you look for his that Jensen and Rosenberg might have in common? Exactly. Jensen was generally consistent in his protection of the rights of criminal defendants. Some notable exceptions. He's written three majority opinions, strongly protective of the environment, and he was near perfect in his support of tax protesters. Ah, so you think they might have been assassinated by some insatiable tax collector? Well, as yet I rule no one out. Everyone is assuming that the motive is hatred or revenge. Or an attempt to influence the social agenda of the court. What if the issue involved old-fashioned material greed? A case that involves a great deal of money. I have as the next one. She throws the theory at Sam. Yeah. Her boyfriend, Sam Shepard, her professor. Yes. Hold that one. <laughs> Does a little library research. Could see Julie in a library. Yeah. Right. yeah. Can I take out the... Um, one of my that, great fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When will Julia get into a library? Than yeah. Julia Roberts asking to see Are publicly available information. Are you familiar with the Freedom of Information Act? <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Sam's car blows up right after he says, Miss Shaw, you take my breath away. Yeah. Which I have for best quote of this movie. And then Julia does a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look just like her just now. <laughs> Thank you. I have John Hurd gets killed right into Tucci trying to kill Darby. Mm-hmm. And a great shot, Gordo nominee, Chris, for most cinematic shot, the camera staying on the mirror on the hotel closet. As and then the closet slightly moves. As Kamel oh, comes yeah. in, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. You also enjoy the shot right after that where John Hurt admires his torso in the mirror, right? I just, I actually, my, the wallpaper in my bedroom is just Stanley Tucci with a popcorn box <laughs> over his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> John Hurt's really kind of cooking in that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is also it's a great, great time for John Hurd coming in for five minutes of a movie and being really like in the line of fire. Yeah, as the model playing the model. Great car John ride. Hurd run here. Julia meets Denzel in NYC. Yeah, yeah. you must think I'm crazy. Yes, I did. Till I checked New Orleans, Callahan was killed exactly as you said, and I also checked on Verheek. According to the FBI, they found his body the day before yesterday in a hotel room very early in the morning. They said he'd been dead for at least eight hours. I can't be. You want to talk about the brief? Everyone I've told about the brief is dead. I'll take my chances. Powerful stuff. How do we feel about Julie's acting in the middle part of this movie? When she's just really quiet and scared. I would like to. Would like to and adjusting wanna pa- her. Want to save that? Okay. Well, we have to save the, it. No, let's save Ready it. to comment when you guys need it. It's it's a great usage of, you know, when she's in there, she gets back to the first hotel room and has to, like, adjust her 90s wrap dress with the buttons and it's shaking. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, that's a, it's a great period detail. 
I have the Lithgow Denzel reunion from Ricochet. Yeah. Yes. They're back, baby. Okay. First time they meet, it's like, oh, in the last time I saw you guys together, you were intentionally giving him VD and trying to murder him. <laughs> now you guys are collaborating. This is kind story. of the editor writer version of giving you VD, though. Their relationship yeah. is fucking stupid in this movie. <laughs> but we also get a, a Pakula Washington Post newsroom reunion, even mm-hmm. though it's not the Washington Post, but it is. Get him back there. I have four more. Goldwyn t- tells the president of the limo that the Pelican Prief won't die. That's good. Yeah. And does the Mr. President? You don't want to know. I always oh, yeah. love when anybody Absolutely. works for the president says that. Darby goes to get the security deposit box with the parking garage chase. The president finds out Goldman in the camera room. It's like a weirdly good shot because yeah. you think he's like going to kill himself, but he doesn't. He's just watching. And then uh, then the farewell hug with the uh, Denzel interview with a little Edmund, Edmund Newman. Yeah. Great, the ripple effects of your story just don't seem to stop. As of this broadcast, Victor Matisse, one of the richest men in the country, has been indicted, along with four of his aides and lawyers. Fletcher Cole, President's Chief of Staff, has resigned. And we're getting strong indications that the President himself will not even run again. Well, that's what we do know. Let's get to what we don't. We know that the Pelican Brief was written by a woman named Darby Shaw, but we don't know who that is. Who is Darby Shaw? I think that's a question for Darby Shaw. All right, that leads me to my second question. Speaking for thousands of our colleagues who are in a feeding frenzy to interview her, where is Darby Shaw? I think that also is a question for Darby Shaw, but I know that she's not available to answer questions as long as this feeding frenzy continues. Uh, Does that mean you don't know where she is? I didn't say that. Then you do know. Mm -hmm. Anything else? What I miss? I like the sit down with Voiles at the end. When it's just like, it's and it's Julia and Denzel across the table, just because it's like, that to me is the most victorious moment of the the whole thing. So you're the little lady who started this whole brouhaha. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's not the first time that line was said in a movie. It's a, it's a deep Abe Abe Lincoln cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he said to Harry Beecher Stowe. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you have for most rewatchable CR? I like the Riverwalk assassination and the whole thing with him pulling out the gun and and I, this is this is also something that you could nitpick, but I thought it was a great crowd scene. I love everybody scattering once the body hits the yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah. I like John Hurd and the that combo. I think that's my and since they and since you're kind of in the dark about her being protected at that point it's really like what the hell is going on like yeah. who killed him mm-hmm. you know? and you're in the dark even if you've seen the movie five times but yes. we'll get to right. that later yeah. what's your favorite John? I think the most 90s scene in the movie is the one I enjoy the most which is when she's in class and being taught by Sam Shepard uh, and he's like those pitching yeah. the questions yeah, to the yeah. class and their answer I, I, I think that scene's really fun now she's just like you're triggering me yeah. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> Why are you singling me out? <laughs> Why don't we just burn this book? <laughs> what do you have? Can I do all the Sam Shepard scenes together as a group? You can, because that takes okay. us right into what's age the best. Yeah. Sam Shepard, just be in more movies. Yeah. What were you doing? He he worked he, pretty steadily. He, yeah. He was, he was funding his thriving. I get it. Play he was one of the great playwrights. Career. I get yeah. it. But just sneak some more movies Do in you there, think Sam. That, is this Amanda Dobbins' smoke show of the week? <laughs> is, is Sam Shepard? Yeah, absolutely. It's so. Am I allowed to do this now? Yeah, we can do it now. It's fine. Well, no, we don't. 
I no, can it's save fine. it. We can do it. So this plus baby boom just operates like a really specific late 80s, early 90s, like ideal. Like this is the true American man. Yeah. You guys can have your cowboys and I have Sam Shepard. Just kind of not not in a big city. Just alone. He's he's seen some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's lived some life. He's a little weathered, incredibly handsome, and only has eyes for me. It's uh <laughs> it's very special. My wife felt exactly yeah, the same. It's it's all women love Sam Shepard. I think that's one of the rules in life. And uh I had this later for unanswerable questions, but he really probably could have been one of the biggest stars in the world. Like he could have been Brad Pitt if he's just like, I'm gonna act. I mean, but he was, that he was an avant-garde artist. I get it. You know, like he was... Also, eclectic taste in the ladies. Patti Smith. Mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell. Jessica Lange. Ma- Jessica Lange for, for a long yeah. time. Ever. Pretty yeah. complicated guy. Seems like. A very tortured person. Yeah. An incredible artist. Like a great actor. Like one of the great heads of hair in the oh last hundred years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can, you can like hand wave the playwriting, but I mean... There were like five right, of the no, signature no, American plays, you know? Just like, talking about him as and an And then actor. he wrote Parasexus, right? Yeah. 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 No, it's it turned out great for him. Yeah. But there's but he, this but other he a, path. He had a lot of demons, and I think that probably helped, probably prevented him from being like a classical leading man. Yeah. It's like know? when you watch the right stuff and you're watching him, you're like, exactly what you're thinking. You're like, how is this guy not like the biggest movie star in the world after watching him play Chuck Yeager? You know who's psyched that he decided to write plays? Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner. All the people that he would have been competing against for roles in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. He couldn't have been in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, but... Tom Sam Shepard is the widow in Sleepless in Seattle. Wow. He could do it. It would be a darker movie. Because to Sean's point, there is... There are demons, and that's that's part of the appeal. You think you'll be the one to fix it. Um, But... He would be wonderful in Sleepless in Seattle. You trying Who's to fix Sam Shepard after Jessica Lange could not is, I, is well, a movie I would watch. You know, that is... <laughs> I can fix him. Being a woman is hard. This is These are the goals we set for ourselves, you know? I admire your fortitude. Thank you so much. What's your favorite Sam Shepard movie? Red Stuff? I think that's his coolest part. Yeah. yeah. I think he did a good job at the like, latter stages of his career of like playing the kind of grizzle. Like, he's really good in Mud. Yeah. You know that, yeah. that movie, the Matthew yeah, McConaughey he's movie? Yeah, awesome in Mud. You know, like, he's he's in a lot of good movies like that, too. But I think that's, I mean, that's like your favorite, right? Chuck, uh, Chuck Yeager? Chuck and, and Days of Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good, too. Days of Heaven rewatchables coming soon? Probably not. What saves the best? <laughs> <laughs> what saves the best? Murderers who change their appearances. During the movie. Hmm. Say no more. A fucking BS favorite. <laughs> so, do you think that Kamal came, knew he was going to get the guy in a gay movie theater, a gay porn movie theater, and had an outfit planned for that? Or was that... Where did he put his gun? We didn't have a gun. What are you talking about? When he comes up... Well, I'm sure he could get a gun in the United States. That probably is no, the first No, the first murder, yeah. right. then he's a jogger, so he must have dumped the gun. Yeah, he dumps the gun. But yeah. when he gets well, he, the other justice in the theater, yeah. it's just such a great, like, I'm going to the I'm going to a porn movie outfit. And I just wondered whether or not that was something he planned in advance or something that it just, you know, he improvised on, on the scene. Well, it seems like he doesn't learn about his targets until, until he takes the... Motor, you know, the motorboat in yeah. and arrives at the hotel and gets the picture and with it, just the two circles. What aged the best for me is the whole looking for Mr. Sneller routine, yeah. which is how I'm going to start communicating with Sean. <laughs> right, just slip an envelope under his door. That's fine. So, Let's do that for 2024. <laughs> wait, but here's my other Tucci question. And Tucci, uh, 
apparel question. Yeah. So it, he's wearing the toupee. Yeah. When he's jogging. Right. For when he kills Rosenberg. He good adhesive tape for that. Right. But then he removes it for the the gay club. Yeah. But then it's back when he goes to Dulles. Mm-hmm. And it appears to be the same toupee. Did he gr- put it so in like, his pants? I mean, just what's the storage? Situ- yeah. What's the plan? Don't know. Or okay. maybe he had multiple toupees. Sean, you can have one of these three. Jogging Tucci, Hotel Businessman Tucci, or Gay Movie Theater Tucci. Just as a look for like six months. What, what about, thinking? can I also throw in Dad Bod Tucci when he gets oh, dad assassinated? Bod, yeah, assassinated. Or Dad Bod Tucci. Yeah. Mm, I don't want the latter because I'm a little close to that right now. <laughs> uh, I think jogging. Yeah, the spirited night jog. Movie theater. You don't have to look at me. Sneaky <laughs> rip. Tucci. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, where is yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Also disguises for what stage is the best, Julia. She breaks out the pigtails and the sunglasses. Super cute. She breaks out the pretty woman wig mm-hmm. from the 20-minute oh, yeah. mark. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't overlook the Knicks hat, for Christ's she sake. She brings out the Knicks hat. I mean, one of the most the, iconic hats Whatever. The like, I, I like when Julie's on the run and wearing disguises. Yeah. Great and, she, and she's repping for Anthony Mason and yeah, Charles Oakley. The, yeah, the yeah, Riverwalk, the, the pigtails, and yeah. the that like could be... Like an Instagram, like any Instagram ad that is so on trend right now. Oh my god, my daughter's literally like the, worn the fanny that. pack. The yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the and the fanny the pack thick, and the thick pigtails are in the button to oversized button down, button up to the collar. It's okay. really good. Yeah, I mean her number one look of all time was the brown dress and the polo scene in Pretty yes, Woman. Yes, of course, which might be the best anyone's ever looked in the history of mankind. But the pigtails are strong. The the whole all of the looks are back, which just happens when you do a nineties movie. Yeah. You know? Uh. What's age the best? Professors having affairs with their students. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Okay. Um, but <laughs> great Shepard Julia chemistry in this. It's yeah. also acknowledged by Verheek that Callahan does this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, how yeah. old is she this time? You know, like. I love when they work that into a movie. <laughs> ah, another, another leading lady here, She's huh? Very mature. Yeah. 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 <laughs> More what's age the best? Tony Goldwyn playing a scumbag. Yeah. Really good. He, get, he always gave great scumbag. Yeah. I mean, goal, ghost, nobody's better as a scumbag. Newspapers? They've what, aged age the best. And the worst, but aged the best. <laughs> okay. It's just the newspapers are cool. Fun to have a movie centered around newspapers. It's the best. Newspapers Newspaper breaking movies, stories. Yes. Yeah. 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 One of my couple, favorite genres. We had a couple around this time. It was in the paper right around here, right? Yeah. What do you got, CR? Uh, I like, uh, I think what's aged the best is having a secret room where you film your boss. <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> the hell! Uh, I think uh, New Orleans as a filming location uh, yeah. is just Good awesome. Call CR. And um, that's why you're here. Telling the cab that you jump in to follow another cab. Oh, yeah. God damn! That that's a great one. Awesome. I I want to do that, but it's just all rideshare now. But it wouldn't be great if you and I just one day like you get in a cab at the Omni Hotel and I'm like, you follow race that, that cab. Yeah. What is the percentage of time in real life that the other cab would, would actually follow the cab? We we can't know until we try. I feel like it's maybe 20%. Right. Do they I think if the you're skills? like, there's another hundred in this for you, if we... Yeah, you yeah. gotta yeah. bribe the guy. Yeah. The game. Let's all go to LAX together. We'll all get four <laughs> separate cabs and we'll try to chase each other around. What do you think? That's fine. Okay. I, fine. It probably works better yeah. in New York City, but I'm down for the... Uh, that would actually thing. be good YouTube content for the rewatchables is to see if anybody would be like, yeah, absolutely. I'll follow that cab. <laughs> okay. More would say the best. Don't die the, in a fiery crash. <laughs> <laughs> if the White House looked familiar, that's because 
It was. They used it in Dave. Yeah, One of the right. great movies of all time. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Darby Shaw and Greg Grantham, I wrote. Um, Jack Horner voice. Those are great names. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Roger Ebert, drive-by shooting of John Grisham. He writes in that review, John Grisham, current king of bestsellers list, bestseller list, is also taken seriously in some quarters. But I'm not sure why. His plots are no better or worse than average, and his characters are at their service. His novels exist to be filmed. His next, for example, has been sold to the movies before being written. Ebert. Well, didn't he write this for Julia? Like, he wrote Darby thinking of Julia Roberts. That's Probably. what he said. That, that, yeah. yeah, that is what he said. That Although that's just... convenient that they made exactly. the film star Julia yeah. Roberts. Anything else for you? What's age the best? I like the um, hallowed director's, like, late career comeback. Because... Mm. Pakula was like down in the eighties. Like I don't, I would be surprised. It's like if Sophie's Choice, and then three movies I haven't heard you've of. You've never heard of yeah. like Orphans and Rollover and all these movies that nobody's seen. He did Dream Lover, Dream Lover, and then even I didn't like Dream Lover. Like a bat out of hell, presumed innocent. This the Devil's Own, consenting adults. Four movies that people are like, I'll go see that movie. And you know he was like in his sixties, seventies, and. Made a great comeback. And, and reminded everybody what a great film. You guys always do the, like, director who's been the best director working in each decade, you know, and, and, like, whether somebody can have multiple decades. But you can make the argument that he's the best thrillers director in the 70s and the 90s. You yeah. could make the argument. You, you I could. would take I don't Tony know Scott win, over, but... over him in the 90s, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's a case. Anything for what stage the best? Self-publishing conspiracy theorists. Oh. Yeah. That's true. Good one. Yeah, I mean. Good one. Also jogging. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, Tushi looks uh, obviously complicated, but it's a great outfit, mm -hmm. as, as Sean mentioned. And Denzel's then, jogging. And then Denzel jogging awesome. also. I guess those short jogging shorts. Yeah. Men wearing shorter shorts. Th there we go. I got to it. See, it's back. It's I think back. It is back, but is I back. think everyone should. Cooper Flag, very short shorts. Should investigate. I had a hot Denzel take I was going to do later. Okay. Not a great jogger in movies. Okay. Good athlete. He, he seems like he wants to show us that he knows how to jog. And he do you does think like that's a very front of the feet kind of high hop run? This is yeah. And it's not keep going. It's not cool. Like, do you? But do you think he's like sending subliminals at Cruz? Like this is how you run. <laughs> I, I he runs to me like a guy with bad knees. I think he runs like a guy who isn't planning on running for very long. He just is running for as long as the take is. But I think he jogs in this. I think he jogs in Crimson Tide. I don't like his jogging. <laughs> he jogs on the submarine? Bad jogger. Don't Denzel. they jog on the submarine to like get exercise and stuff? Or is yeah. he, You would he, know like, better than I. I'm pretty sure he jogs in that movie. On a scale of jog one. and remember the Titans? He might jog in there. There you go. On a scale of one to Robert Patrick in Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. Robert Patrick he's like is, the, a is the best runner of all time. That's, the best, that's he's, running, yeah. That's he's not the best. It's him and when you watch those old clips of sprinters from like the 1920s and 30s. Okay. But Robert, and Robert Patrick, Patrick has this, right? He has like the he's hands. So he's also made of liquid the in robot hands. Yeah. I was watching yeah. Terminator 2 two weeks ago robot, and yeah. he's chasing a car that's going like 35 miles an hour. It's, yeah, it's completely believable. Yeah, I, I totally believed it. Yeah. <laughs> so what <laughs> age the worst is Denzel's jogging? No, I just, I don't like his jogging. Okay, all right. <laughs> I love Denzel. He's one of my favorite yeah. actors of all time. I just not a great jogger. Pretty good jump shot. Good athlete. Good yeah. movie athlete. Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness Award for Best Needle Drop. Doesn't really exist in this movie. Big Kahuna Burger Award for Best Use of Food Drink. Kamal's Popcorn. Oh. Yeah. Great. I was, I was going to say... Some. 
Yeah, he eats. I was going to say the chocolate that he eats. Oh, after that's good. Killing yeah. Gavin. John Heard. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I like it. Den of Thieves, Benihana Award, scene still in location, New Orleans. Yeah. I was going to Riverwalk or uh, uh, on the podium, Mount Vernon, hmm. which yeah. I've never actually been to. I've been. Quite beautiful. It's been, been kind of a. It's more of like a theme park now than it, it appears to be in the film. There's a lot of stuff going on at Mount Vernon these days. Do you too. think Rosillo's been to Mount Vernon? He must have, right? It's probably his Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Ten days at Mount Vernon. Solo. I listen to every minute. <laughs> Went We're to Mount Vernon. A lot of people say don't go there for vacation. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Runtime, two and a half hours. <laughs> people say not a great place to uh, go out, but I, I beg to differ. Yeah. They've got a kids club. Just a guy at the pool. There. We talked about Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Big BCS guy. <laughs> Vincent, the Vincent Chase Award for Are We Sure This Character Was Actually Good at His Job? It has to be Tony Goldwyn as the chief of staff, right? Is it, is so, it, what's your plan to I'm, swing the Supreme Court? Uh, we're going to actually kill two of them, and don't worry, it's not going to come back but to But he haunt doesn't anyone. do it. But Matisse, he knows about it. I think he's aware of it, right? After the fact? Yeah. You're squashing that thing immediately if you're anywhere close to the present. What do you have, Sean? Well, we're just like veering into a like the structural issues of the movie. Yeah. This is a mm-hmm. deeply flawed story. Like no one in the movie except for Gray is good at their job. Yeah. There's not a single... Now, Darby doesn't have a job. Darby's trying to solve a conspiracy, but that's not her job. True. Right. But every other person, the director of the FBI... The CIA guy, the Gavin Verheek, Fletcher Cole, the president of the United States. These Gra- people are incompetent. Gray's, Gray's editor. Gray's ed- John Lithgow. John Lithgow. These is- people are terrible at their jobs. And they're in the seats of power. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if working at, like, a major company that was like that? <laughs> no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> I think uh, they'd also argue, like, is Gray Grantham that good at his job? It's at debatable. he listens it's debatable. to Darby and is like... I. Probably someone out of the millions of people alive should investigate who killed two Supreme Court justices. Right. No one else seems to care. Right. That's, There's like yes. no other coverage. John Lithgow's like, why don't you get down there like everyone else to cover the primary? And it's like, well, sir, because two Supreme Court justices yeah, were Yeah, this would be the biggest story in what 60 years. Well, century. Yeah. If two Supreme Court justices were murdered in America, this would be and the he's story like, of the century. I don't know. I think part one of the things that's aged the worst is our capacity to be scandalized. I don't know that that would be that would be that but big. But at least in 1993, people stormed the Capitol on for, for the yeah, certification the, of sure, election. They've been covering and on it on the morning show. At the, <laughs> <laughs> on the morning show, Bradley Jackson's Bradley brother, Jackson's brother, almost killed know. the guy. I disagree. I well, like when you think about the Clinton affair, which is something that happens like proximate to this. And yeah. Everything that was made out of that, everything that was made out of OJ, it was like no one knew who Nicole Brown Simpson was. And that was the biggest story in America for two years. Yeah. If yeah. this happened, the idea that John Lithgow's character would be like, you need to get down to Arkansas to or see what's going right. on with this new one candidate. Reporter you don't have it. On that exactly. Story. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. You work at the Washington Herald. Yeah. You are in also, DC. Julia Roberts, aka Darby Shaw, is the only person trying to figure who out of who this. Saw, yeah and it's just like oh I've so got this it this gets at a fundamental thing I, I I was reading about the movie online there's a from a long time ago on a, on a site called alternateending.com this guy Tim Brayton wrote a pretty good piece that articulated kind of always this thing that was in my head about this movie where he lays out how this is different than all the presidents met and in this movie and this kind of gets to your point is Darby is smarter than the audience 
mm-hmm. don't find out what the conspiracy is until midway, two-thirds through the movie, where you find out about the pelicans and the marshes and the court and all that stuff. But for the movie, the entire movie, she's running around knowing what is happening. I mean, she must know it's Matisse. The second Callahan dies, she's like, I am now in the center of a vast, violent conspiracy. But the audience never is allowed to catch up to that until the midway point where then the audience becomes much smarter than Darby and Gray because we know the president and Fletcher are coming after them and that all these people are like amassing against them. So you never actually have that thing where you're going step by step with Woodward and Bernstein. You're like, I know how this ends, but it's really fascinating to watch these guys uncover these things step by step. Mm. It's like they're already on step L and we're on step A and it doesn't quite work the same way as as all the president's men. I wonder if that's just because one is a true story that we experienced and the other is completely... But you could have done this story where the movie is her putting together the theory. Yeah. Like her, it's it's her step by step in the library, essentially uncovering the truth about this. And instead, it's like that has to be the thing that catapults her into the conspiracy. The Butch's girlfriend word for weak link of the film, which somehow isn't everything Chris just laid out. <laughs> um, I think that it's represented in Gavin Verheek. <laughs> Tucci dies, his assassin character, and we have no idea who killed him, who killed him or why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of throw it in in the ending. It's like that the way yada 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 yada. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they say, it's like, she's like, who killed Kamel? I was like, oh, that was actually that other guy who mm-hmm. stayed falling yeah. around. Yeah. I've seen this movie like five times. I still don't totally understand it. I don't either. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saving it for a different category, but yeah, I agree. Well, let's do it now. Okay. It's the weak link of the film. Yeah. I just, like, him getting killed, it just makes no sense because you feel like it's leading to something and then it leads to nothing for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. We build up Kamal, we build him up, build him up, get shot. We don't know who did it or why. And, and, the, and then we don't find out. The way that they film it also looks like maybe he accidentally shot himself yes. right. through the it pillow. It is confusing. He did, like, the Plaxico Burris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. What stage? You got that? <laughs> I did, yeah. See, I listen. Everybody, you know? everybody yeah. sleeps on you. Uh, what stage the worst? Why is this movie 141 minutes? It's three minutes longer than all the president's men. Yeah, that's tough. 141 minutes. Yeah. There are, there's a lot of time spent being worried that Nicholas Woodison, who plays Stump, the yeah. kind of like follow-up assassin, <laughs> is gonna kill them. And just a lot of shots of him like looking and making sure that they're nearby. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just to feel like there's some wasted time. Yes. Robert Culp as the president. How are we feeling about that casting? Very believable to me. I enjoy yeah? it. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. He's doing he's doing Reagan if he was Clinton. At the time, like I remember in the early 90s, like that was probably like what I thought the president was like, you know, just like kind of a glad handing. Couldn't have gone a right. whiff yeah, fire. Not like now. <laughs> not at all like now. You whiff mean- fire for an actor? Like a better actor? Yeah. Well, isn't the point that he's supposed to be pretty We're doing a Grisha movie. Can Robert okay. Redford be the president as like evil Robert Redford? Can we? Uh, what is it? I'm, I'm just like, saying I know, somebody but like this super is, famous. It's like a, it's a pot, like. Evil Paul Newman? Okay. Ooh. I guess evil Paul Newman, that would be fine. Evil I just Paul don't know Newman. what you have let's against like, Robert let's Redford. Let's go. A plus Lister. Okay. I was just trying to think of A plus Listers. Nicholson. I think there's something clever about a guy who's best known as a TV actor. Kind of a B tier actor right. playing the president because Ronald Reagan was the president. You know, like that's he I get was it. a B tier actor. He feels actor. like a TV actor. Um, the Ron Burgundy Fluter Award for best time for a pee break also works in the What's Age the Worst. This movie 
can start eight minutes later and we're fine. The opening credits is three minutes of just <clears throat> pelicans flying around yeah. in slow yeah. motion yep. with credits of everyone in the movie. Right. Yep. Then it there's really another four minutes. The, nothing happens. The pelican then, part of the brief. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we get it. There's pelicans. And then Tucci gets an envelope under the hole. We're at minute eight. And yeah. he's like, oh, here's the envelope. It's like, cool. Let's start the movie that way. Let's I think go. they have to do some stuff to get Gray in the movie in the first 40 minutes because ordinarily, like, he really shouldn't necessarily be in it until yeah. Darby calls. But you have to set up the whole yeah, Garcia. Who's Gray Grantham's real-life comp right now? Mags? Adrian Wojnarowski? Maggie Haberman, yeah. you think? Adrian Wojnarowski? <laughs> Kevin O'Connor? Oh, another gray ball! <laughs> <laughs> Julie and Denzel do not appear on screen together until the 68-minute mark of the movie. Yeah. I think that's cool. I know okay. I, I, I want to start standing up for this movie because I do enjoy it a lot. And I think that, that that is cool to feel like the middle of the movie is the most momentous part. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting for them to come together. Yeah. Any other words say the worst? Your computer's gone, so are your floppy disks and your red expandable files, mm. which is just, you yeah. know. Floppy it, disks. It, what a time. Floppy disks. I still have expandable files in my home. Do okay. you really? What's I in do? them? Documents. <laughs> Critical briefs <laughs> about the future of this country. I have uh, porn theaters. Yeah. They don't have them anymore. There's just an article in LA Times about the last porn theater in Los Angeles. There's one left. Should What's we do it called? A, the Tiki? Should we do, do a, live live, live rewatchables there? What would we do? Cruising again? The re-cruise? Dude, what other? We could do uh, hardcore with George C. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm fully in. That would be iconic if we did that. <laughs> It's you buy at this at the one porn theater left. So, it's a six-hour ticket. Okay. You can go, come in and it's have a double the session. Nice. It's like an yeah. NCAA tournament game. <laughs> you can yeah. come and go. <laughs> can we come I get to see Michigan <laughs> and Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do they want you to come and go? It's a, well, you I know don't why. mean to be sinister about it, but I'm guessing well, you no, leave. So, and, I, so I have a question about this scene and the just the general etiquette at porn theaters. Yeah. Because yeah. direct that question right to Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, Kamal right sits like really close uh-huh. to the Supreme Court justice, and and we get a, a wide shot so we can see that everybody else is like s- spaced out. Uh-huh. There seem to be some unwritten rules, and it's just like, wouldn't someone sitting that close to you raise some? I know so, you it's, don't think it's so. Exact okay, opposite. oh, you seem very sure about that. I think the the whole the etiquette or the protocol there is the closer you get, the more it's on. Like, okay, like, all right, yeah. Did What's I ever on? tell my porn theater story? Getting handy, like like while you're watching. I don't a movie. think so. Yeah. Have I told my porn theater story in the rewatchables? Uh, I don't think so. Which camera? <laughs> <laughs> Turn the TikTok camera on, Kyle. Freshman year of college, they had this porn theater in Worcester, Massachusetts, where I went to college, called the Adonis Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good name. And we thought it would be hilarious if we just went went to a movie and just made jokes. And it was, you and roughly thirty five other men. Yeah, it was like six or seven people in the hall, including okay. the great Jacko. Oh. I don't think Joe House was there. and He was probably playing basketball. Blue Boy? Well, Blue Boy was there. Nice. Um, we went, sat down, made jokes, did the whole peanut gallery So thing. you guys are doing like the mystery science theater Yeah, we're just having a great time. Gotcha. It's just us in the theater. We're like, what a great You're idea. You're not ruining anyone else's time. No. Okay. No. Are you like, look at the schlong on that no. guy. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> we're just, just having a great time. Okay. And then somebody came in and they sat down in our row on the other side and pulled their pants down. And we ran out of there like a tsunami was coming. 
we were out of there in 10 seconds. Do you think that that was done to get you out of the theater or was it just like, it's Tuesday, I got to drop oh, my pants in the like movie the theater? Oh, you think like the popcorn guy was like, I got to get these fucking yeah, idiots out yeah. of here so I'm going to go drop I, I actually told this story wrong because there was one person in the theater who was laughing at some of our jokes. Oh, that's, like, okay. that's great. Yeah. 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 So Come us, join us. One <laughs> and then the, the, the pants down guy came yeah. and cleared us out. Okay. We were out. That was my one porn theater experience. Departed. Best porn theater scenes That's ever. By Departed's far my in there. Yeah. Philadelphia. Um, this movie. What else do we well, have? Hardcore. When he's hardcore. Watching it, he's hardcore. Yeah. Hands. yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. Still going. By George C. Scott in Hardcore. <laughs> so glad that Amanda has to sit next to you. <laughs> you ever see that movie? No, but every every okay. father's worst nightmare. Okay. I think we should fly Paul Schrader in for the for, for the hardcore live rewatchables pod right. at the Tiki at here the in Los Angeles. Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, was this bear better title for this? I movie? have a couple of ones. No. The worst. Oh, you did. Just fire off. CR. Uh, just Thomas Callahan, Molder of Young Minds. Mm. Darby's "I'm scared" voice that she employs <laughs> after Thomas dies. Uh, which is just basically whispering yeah. about yeah. ospreys and egrets and pelicans. And it says she talks like that for most of the rest of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I just think that that's a one-note thing. And then I would also say uh, it took them way too long to find Curtis Morgan. Yeah. Yep. And that whole thing with the registrar's office and then going to the rehab center and right. just like, so you guys could find out that that was Jake Weber seems a little bit far-fetched. Better title for this movie? I'm going to say no. I like no, the this is good. Brief. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back with how to stay. Okay. Can I? Well. Oh, what? Is it better if it's just the brief in keeping with the titles of all the other John Grisham oh, yeah. films? Like the Client. The, the Client. The firm. the firm. Well, Runaway Jury. and the. You know. But the thing I like about it is the way they use the Pelican brief in the movie. And it's yeah. like, hello, have you heard about the Pelican brief? Oh, here's the Pelican but if brief. You, you know, like I love the when they say you the heard, title. Well, yeah. yeah. You, I, there's got to be a couple other, like, Sketchy briefs circulating Washington. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. I'm pro title. Taking a break, doing hottest take after. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. How does take CR? What do you got? If Victor Matisse is one of the most powerful, richest businessmen in the country, to say nothing of the world, he can really only afford Kamel and Woodison to be his assassins. Like, it just doesn't seem like there's any safeguards on this whole situation. It doesn't seem like there's any... So more assassins is your note. I think that they're, they, they seem to be going out of their way to make it as difficult as possible to get Darby. Yes. And, and also, Woodison gets his ass kicked by, like, three New Orleans bouncers. Yeah. So maybe it's it's time to like pull his card mm. and put someone else on the job. Like Monty Williams in Detroit. <laughs> That's right. You've lost 17 straight. <laughs> Let's time for bait. some new blood. Yeah. What uh, do you got, Sean? Julia Roberts is wildly miscast and misused in this movie. Oh, that mm, that I ties just... right into my hottest take. Okay. 
This movie is unquestionably better in 1993 with Sandra Bullock. I oh yeah, I was thinking Jennifer. Unquestionably, yeah. I was thinking Jennifer Jason Lee. Like you need a quieter actress. Like I'm waiting the whole movie for Julia Roberts to laugh and be charismatic. Right. Yeah, that she right. doesn't get to, and she never does. Be effusive. It's only yeah. with like two Sam Shepard scenes. Yeah. Sandra and, Bullock is so, I mean, she does two years later in The Net, which is not nearly as good or polished or have many as But similar actors, vibe. But same yeah. kind of, I'm on the run. Yeah. And she's way better at it. Yeah. I would have believed it more. I mean, it's obviously a huge hit because of her. And it is fun seeing her with Denzel. And it but I want to see them in a more fun movie. I, do, yeah. I mean, I do too. It it's not good acting from her. As Chris said, right around like the hour mark, she just goes into this like monotone Very voice quiet. thing for yeah. but it's like, I actually yeah. know like she's like, I just watched my lover explode in a car and find myself chased by like evil forces. I can understand why she's whispering everything. But like there's just there's just so much of it. That's how she communicates. Also, us. you mm. just did this in Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have for us take anything? Yeah. What Are we got? sure it wasn't the CIA? Oh. I mean, just what's up with Rupert, you know? And as you said, it's not resolved. And even the strategy, how does it benefit Matisse to kill her once the brief is out there? It's only drawing more attention to it. But if the Pelican brief and Julia Roberts and Matisse is like are being used as a decoy because the CIA funded it and set it up for nefarious reasons, and then that's why... Rupert's around to make sure. It does seem like a real self-inflicted wound by the Oval Office. Yeah. That's something that they could really easily dismiss and instead they're they're like, no, we have to like, we have to get multiple law enforcement and intelligence agencies involved. I did forget to men- mention this during What's Age the Best, but I do feel like the pressuring the FBI to back off a case does have like that Trump, James Comey yeah. resonance though. Yeah. Where like the interaction between the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Oval Office is, like, very tenuous, and there's not supposed to be that level of communication about open cases. Right, but then there's also, in that, in the very first scene when they come to inform him, and it's this FBI director and the CIA director. William Aether didn't place him. Yeah, yeah, and the president is immediately like, I'm asking you right now, is the CIA CIA involved? And Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm shocked that you would even... But then that's it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. else. And then the CIA is just lurking around the do, rest do of the stuff. movie. Yeah. And they do stuff. And it's not explained. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there. Can I ask you a, a side question on yeah. this? Yeah. Are you a CIA person or an FBI person <laughs> if you had to pick one? Great question. Um, in what sense? Just so you pr- they're feuding. Who you, Whose side are you on? Oh, CIA. CIA. Absolutely. I think I'm pro FBI. You know why? Because CIA killed Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good take. You're CIA? Mm. Where would you rather work, FBI or CIA? Yeah, definitely I think I'd rather work CIA. I think I'm really more of an FBI kind of guy on, like, yeah. in my core, yeah. but CIA, CIA is cooler. Right, Amanda and I love to travel, so we'd like to... Right, okay. international <laughs> intrigue. Yeah. I think they're both pretty dangerous organizations, if I'm but, being honest. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially the CIA, who killed our president this, in 1963. Think there's some this guy is, at Langley listening to us right now. He's like, God damn, Sean really like, took, yeah, took my wind out of my sails. They're going to stick Woodison on me. But this yeah. is also, you're supposed to think that because this is a pro-FBI movie. It is. Ultimately. James and, like, B. Sicking Boyle, is like, yeah, kind of noble. Right. Yeah. He's like yeah. the good character. And maybe that's because the CIA did it. I'm just putting it out there. Casting what ifs. Gris, Grisham, uh, he uh, really wanted Julia Roberts to be Darby Shaw. I don't know how hot of a take that was in 1992 when she was the hottest female star in the world. Yeah. 
for just to get for a part. And yeah. Everybody was offering her scripts, but right. he's. And his he favorite also, baseball player was Ken Griffey Jr. You yeah, know, yeah, but the reality yeah. of Grisham at that time is he's like, I'm writing these books, and instantly the biggest movie stars want to make them. Yeah. This is always my favorite in the cat. This is cat. This is Julia related. When she decided she's going to do the part, she spent some time at Tulane Law School to prepare for her role <laughs> sure, yeah. and attended a couple classes. Denzel was at the post. Denzel yeah. was at Washington Post. Denzel did that as well. Can you imagine if you were just like 92, you're you're working at the Washington Post, and then Denzel Washington walks you in? You think he was hanging like, out at Kornheiser? What was he doing? <laughs> yeah, probably was. The uh, Ruffalo, Hannah, Rubinick, Partridge overacting award. They knew, and they let it happen. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. Give me all you got. Listen. Give me all you got. I treated you like a son. You fucking stabbed me in the heart. Fuck you. So I'm going to zag on this for the first time in like 317 movies. I have the Julia Denzel Pelican Brief underacting award Ooh. for underacting. For Julia and have Denzel? Have had an underacting award before? For both of them. I think they're both oh, kind of underplaying, underplaying it. it. They Ex- are. Except That's- for the car bomb scene. Right. And when she, and she kind of gets two takes to do like first her shaking reaction and then her screaming reaction, you know? She's great. It's one of her best, Julia. <laughs> she has like a convulsion, basically. Okay. But yeah, she's underacting most of it. Best that guy word. Anthony Hill's in this movie, so it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. He just he automatically wins. <laughs> yeah. No other contenders. Uh, I would say Sicking is up there for that guy, though. Yeah, but he Hill Street Blues was 20 million people. I think Atherton is on the list, too. Yeah, that's true. I know he was going to be a star in the 70s, but never really got there. Yeah, that's, so that's fair. Jake Weber, too. Yeah. He's a that guy. Oh, yeah. Deanne Waiter's a word. Lithgow versus Tucci versus Shepard. Shepard counts, qualifies, so he's got to win, I it's think. It's absolutely yeah. Shepard. You guys don't think it's Tucci? For Dion Waiters? I think it's definitely Tucci. It's Tucci. <sighs> Shepard's really great. Shepard's in a lot of this movie, though, too. No, he's in He's not. He's four three scenes. scenes. He, he leaves an indelible mark. Of course. That yeah. is the definition of right. Dion Waiters, as I understand it, right? Recasting Couch, two t- 2023 version. Zendaya and who? <laughs> This, this is now becoming the Tom Holland and Zendaya category. <laughs> you think Tom Holland is Greg Grantham? No, he's too young. It's got to be somebody. What a if you older. gender swap it and you do Zendaya is the reporter and Tom Holland is the aspiring law school kid? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, that's basically but he's an like, incel. Don't worry, darling. But I would still watch it. You know, <laughs> it's okay. You said, don't worry, darling. But <laughs> yeah. I would still watch it. Yeah. Who's Who's in the Denzel? Kind of zone It'd be right like now. Like Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal and Zendaya, something well, like that. I mean, but then that's yeah. like Zodiac. Driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Driver, Driver's Driver. a little older oh. though. Yeah. Than Denzel, Denzel was, was a little older. Yeah. Denzel was thirty-eight when the Driver, was Driver, would be Driver's great. Great. Did Driver you see Driver's Zendaya's SNL cool. skits? Get... He did well. He did for I thought he did solid. Yeah, he was a good. couple. What did you watch that? Anything? No, I didn't. What see was any that Adam Driver movie? The report. Yes, he was pretty good in it. Also about the CIA. Yeah, he has to solve some stuff. Does he have principles in that in the yes, end? I can't remember. Does, How about yeah. Zendaya uh, and Pete Davidson? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Davidson is Greg Grantham? Try doing drama. Yeah. You won't yeah. believe him as a Washington Post reporter. Definitely. Absolutely. But well, we could. Well, we could maybe, maybe, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We yeah. could also recast Tony Goldwyn as the president. Ooh. Because he has oh, experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could be the president. Oh, that's yeah. always fun when that happens. half ass internet research. Um... Julia won Best Actress in 2000, and then the next year presented Denzel, Denzel his Best Actor. Just the it's karma beautiful. of the beautiful. whole thing. Pretty she great. was so excited. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And then uh, I 
somehow forgot this, how Pakula like died tragically, which I, I like it's, yeah, the really worst sad. possible way to die on the highway where the pipe, somebody hits a pipe and it went through his windshield and God. killed him. Yeah. But he, I always thought he retired. I forgot that he died. Yeah, I, so I probably had like five, did, six more years of movies. I forgot all about this until I was yeah. reminded of it. It's very sad. Weekend. There's a good documentary that you can get on Amazon called Alan Pakula Going for Truth, where basically every big movie star who appeared in one of his movies talks about what a genius he was. Yeah. So just for that, where it's like Redford, Harrison Ford, Julia Roberts, everyone sat for it. Um, and if you want to learn more about his career, it's really good. Even Goldman loved him. And Goldman was, was pretty straight shooter on who he worked yeah. with. Yeah. He was like, that guy was fucking amazing. Um, Apex Mountain. Tulane? <laughs> Is, I mean, does Tulane have like a bowl game that I don't know about? The John Hot Rod Williams gambling scandal yeah, in the like, early 80s? Honestly, like, prove me wrong. I like it. <laughs> how about how about Grisham? Firm, Pelican yeah, Breed. Yeah, he's selling probably, ideas yeah, yeah, as movies so. yeah, that he hasn't like written yet. Conspiracy movies? No. No. How about the saying goodbye off the plane, reconsider, run back for the second hug? Still the bodyguard. Still the bodyguard. Edmund Newman? Yeah. He did host SNL once. Do you do you think it's that was a bigger, bigger like audience share than this? Hosted SNL, did sketches with Eddie Murphy, when Eddie Murphy was the biggest star in the world. Okay. Um, Denzel Washington. He's this in Philadelphia in the same month, but I'm still going to say no. Yeah, I think it's, I don't I think think it's so. the train. Day. I, I think it's so too. Yeah. I think he's, at that point, a major box office draw. He's not quite a huge box office draw at this point by himself. Julia is still pretty woman. Yeah. She could have... Well... She could have made any movie she wanted for the next five years after I think that. that's true. Also, Notting Hill into Aaron Brockovich and winning Solid. the Oscar. And this has one. adult movie theaters until Nicholson waves the dildo. <laughs> 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 what about John Hurd? I would have said big. Mm. He's huge and big. Really I'd probably say home it's, alone. Home alone. it's Home Alone. It's like, Home Alone? What, are we going to do this again? It's that time of year. Yeah, Home Alone is. Yeah, yeah, it's probably Home Alone. To he's me, Kevin's he's, dad. To me, he's yeah. Kevin sat in Home Alone. To me, he's a bartender in After Hours. <laughs> God, get out of here. Last night during the football game, Mike Tirico and Collinsworth were talking about Home Alone. They had a yeah. Collinsworth's like, you watch, you like Home Alone, right? And he's like, I, and Tirico goes, I watch it every year. And I'm like, there's just no way Mike Tirico watches Home Alone By every year. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's December 15th, time to crank you don't think up Tirico's Home Alone. on the road. Bengals game, like, no but way. it's Jake Browning. Craig, what do you bro. think? Does Mike Turco watch Home Alone every year? Does he have children? I, I have no idea. I don't have children. I watch Home Alone a lot. Every uh, year. You watch it every year. Chris. You and Mike. <laughs> you should watch it with Mike. Me, me and Tariko. I just don't believe it. It seems so like, yeah, I watch it every year. It's like, all right. I would have loved to have been like, all right. First hour, yeah. After the family's away, and can, like just ask them. Yeah, like, what's your favorite part? Yeah. yeah. Would you let me not. and Tariko do a rehome alone? <laughs> 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 but I do it as Collinsworth. Oh, Mike, this kid's got ingenuity. <laughs> Craig plays the crip and clip, and it comes back, and you go, <laughs> oh, that Colonel McCallard, he's just having fun out there. Look at Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's got a great future. <laughs> <laughs> Picking nits. <laughs> There's probably better protection for Supreme Court justices. Sure. I know they self-referentially say it in the movie, but yeah, you just walk into the old guys. 
you know, apartment and just shoot him. He's got one caretaker. How does he get in? Because the establishing shot is like, I guess the FBI agents, they're not Secret Service agents, like changing shifts. Yes. And you see like the nursing aide like wave from the window. I think he's supposed to be like, in the book, you see how he, he is leaves. the world's greatest assassin. Right. Uh, so I think he's able to like maybe scale the wall or, you know, cat burglar style. Okay, that's... that's my that's, that, that's that was my theory. take, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Greg Grantham goes away to his cabin mm-hmm. and then Darby just calls the newspaper and pretends right. it's his sister and they're like, here's the address. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's, it's a major investigation. And then also, she can find it without GPS? Yeah. No editor has ever been to their writer like, why don't you just go away and think about it for a while? This is my biggest yeah. problem yeah. with this movie. Where it's just like, you're on this. How editors act? The, the, li- you never the said Lithgow this character. In 2014? Right. I just don't understand what the fuck that guy's talking about. He's like, let's not focus our energy and time on the biggest story in the history of American politics. Let's do something else. I can't afford to keep you on that story. I'm sending you to Arkansas. The Times, the Journal, the networks already have their guys down there checking out that judge they're about to nominate to the court. I need more time. For what? You've lost your sources at the White House. You've had no luck with Garcia. You've lost the girl. On balance, not your best week. You can't take me off this story. What do you know for fact? Some guy who won't identify himself says he knows something about the assassinations. You think he works for a law firm, but you don't know which one. Now he's cut off all contact with you. That's not promising as these things go. You can't take me off this story. There's something there. I can smell it. Evidence based on olfactory prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. And then there's this girl with her bird brief, for which you still can get no confirmation, correct? Not yet. Yeah, she also has cut off contact. Cutting off contact with you is reaching epidemic proportions. They're still waiting for you upstairs. Right. Like, it makes no sense. It's like a... Maybe that's why it was the Washington Herald, but not the Washington yeah. Post. But it makes you think, as you're... It made me think, at least, when I was watching the movie, that, like, John Lithgow's in on it, because John Lithgow, it's like... It's, oh. it's right oh, after like Ricochet. To, yeah. It's after Cliffhanger. He's trying to redirect You're him. like, okay, yeah. so is he in on this conspiracy? But he's not. He just sucks at his job. It's so weird. Is this movie yeah. more fun if it's the guy from Ricochet as Denzel's editor? <laughs> that would be good. doesn't realize it. Yeah. Would the FBI really flip out about a Pelican brief? Well, now, you mean in 93 or now? In 93. Probably they wouldn't take it seriously because they're yeah. not great at their jobs. I'm going to say they just throw that in the garbage. Yeah. John Hurd says he's... Tells Darby he's five foot ten, one eighty. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> just no. You think he's heavier? You think no. he's adding like a Chris Paul? I two think inches he's there? like two twenty. Oh, and five eight. Yeah. I don't know. I actually I was thinking about this because when I was pregnant, yeah, at the very end, I was like, I think I was like almost one ninety, and like the similar shape that John Hurd is in this movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so 180 like actually probably does make sense because I was like protruding. A- you had another human inside yeah. you though. Well, he no, just I, has like so, a lot of hoagies. Sure, but I was like, okay, so if I was 190 with another, like my my son was really big, then 180 and five, I'm like almost 510. It sounds it sounds about right, honestly. I think okay. I can verify it, you know, and and the way it's distributed. I think you're being generous. That's yeah. Uh, okay. I think he, he's just fat. Okay. <laughs> But he's like, fuck it, I'll be topless. He looks great. He's going for it. John Hurt always goes for it in movies. Yeah, Yeah, he was... Same with The Sopranos. He's disgusting in The Sopranos, and he's so good. Oh, yeah. Sequel... Oh, do you have any nitpicks? Uh, We covered basically A lot of it is just like, when you rewatch this movie a bunch of times, how many major plot points hinge entirely on luck. 
Like yeah. they should have died in the parking garage, but the Doberman attacks the woman mm. who's hunting them. Yeah. Who, also, who is she working for? The woman who follows her into the safe deposit. No idea. Uh, oh, I thought she was one of the Matisse people because then she is in the garage. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then she sees them in the rear view mirror. The other is, thing is just like at the registrar's office, like the, the guy, like the chance that the guy is standing next to Denzel is like, hey, I just wanted to tell you about the like the person you're looking for. Mm. I have two really small ones. Yeah. Number one, right after the registrar office, they finally find the really the hallucinating the law student on leave. Why is he so hot? It's really distressed. They just like cast an incredibly like handsome Abercrombie model. Yeah. Just very confusing. Might have been somebody called in sick for that part. Okay. Of the class. Might have been like River yeah. Phoenix was supposed to play that right. person. Okay. And then sure. Had a bad day. And then number <laughs> two in like the video affidavit. <laughs> what? Why is that? It's, it's a Grisham movie. <laughs> Huge cast. Okay. In the video yeah. affidavit. Yeah. It's just like no one needs, th no one has that many saws in their basement. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like, a great take. It's so many saws. Yeah. So either he's up to something or that was yeah, just Yeah, that was like yeah. he's actually James Gum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gum. Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast. I got, the, I got the sequel that's just ready made for you. Oh, I was going to say Prestige TV. So was I. I felt like that this could have been easily on Amazon. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Why not? Somebody. But yeah. in the book, Darby goes to the Caribbean. Yeah. And Gray goes and meets her there and is like, we'll stay. I'll stay for like a month with you because they're together. How are we not doing Denzel and Julia Roberts cocktail sequel? They're living oh. in the Caribbean and they this started really a, a bar. Is Ken Cruz be in it? Sure. Can he be Flanagan? He can be the Brian Brown character yeah. teaching them how to bartend. That's pretty good. <laughs> Pelican Brief 2, Cocktails yeah. and Dreams. <laughs> the Pina Colada Brief. I actually had... <laughs> thinking about that, these two tones are going to work together. I had a tweak off, off everything you just said. So when they do these movies and the person escapes at the end yeah. and they're in mm -hmm. some awesome location, her location was like a little too awesome. She's just on the water and yeah. some. How did she get know, that TV awesome. so She's quickly? She's in Fiji and She's where, got how does she have TV money? reception? Is she in Fiji? Where, I, I don't. I, it just seems like. What's it. her bank account? Did she get paid by anybody? I'm sure the FBI right. set her up with a Swiss bank account, and they're just like, "Here's here's two hundred thousand dollars. Just don't don't ever say." Is anything. that something they do? I don't know. Like in real life, she's probably on the third floor of some seedy motel in Fiji. Just making ends meet. Classic Fiji motel <laughs> location. <Yeah. laughs> she, where she is, is she's in the freaking water in yeah. this awesome place. It's like Hawaii. With, yeah. with, or Mexico. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hahn, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, J.T. Walsh, Byron Mayo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Phillip finally Baker listened to Hall. that one. Really, really good stuff. You it, can you can congratulate Chris because yeah. Sean and I you just You mean Byron. Left. Yeah, you can congratulate Byron. CR, I think what, what's the answer? The answer is JT Walsh as Matisse. Mm. Oh, it's great. just right there for them and they don't take it. No, but right. if Wayne Jenkins had been in it yeah. and he had said, God damn, Darby! I didn't know I was working with Jim Garrison over here! You put together a conspiracy that might save the country itself and an endangered motherfucking bird. You better stop dating your teachers, though, or that guy's going to jail a long fucking time, big boy. Uh, is that your first 
experience with Wayne? No, I had it during Mr. and Mrs. Smith, too. Oh, but that's it's right. Really that's special right. every time. Yeah. But I think JT Walsh was really there. yelling really loudly. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Byron Mayer. Last time I was sitting next to him. So I Darby was Gray, let's Darby. get in the bed. <laughs> I know you and Gray are sharing a cabin. It's what wet outside. It could be wet in here. Come I on. Got a king size bed, baby. <laughs> I always protect my sources. <laughs> Me and my friend Kamal went to a little movie theater last night. Broke out some popcorn. What happened happened between consenting adults. Another film by Alan Bakula. Mm. <laughs> I feel so violated. Oh my God. <laughs> We're sitting so close together. <laughs> Robert Loggia and Sam Tucci. Stan Tucci had a fucking adult movie theater. Uh, uh, they're like, I love this movie. <laughs> I love when the sailors come in. Let me tell you, this guy's not a cable installer. <laughs> <laughs> that pizza's not even warm. <laughs> Uh, just one Oscar. <laughs> Does anyone deserve an Oscar for this movie, Amanda? I really, I don't think so. <laughs> sounds like Byron Mayo might have if they yeah. found a way to work him in. Uh, probably unanswerable questions. Could Anthony Hill have ever played anything in his prime other than a huge, oily, sneering scumbag? Like, could he have been the dad in Home Alone? <sighs> no, because then no. you'd be like, where's his, like, torture chamber for Kevin? You know? Yeah. Like, talk about typecast. You just see him, you're like, ah, yeah. oh, this guy sucks. Hate this guy. Um, Greg Grantham, dating, married, divorced, asexual, gay. What's going on here? There's some divorced energy. There is. I was thinking yeah. divorced. Like, home I'm, office. Exactly. Yeah. And it's Maybe like. Maybe just mention it for two seconds. Yeah. Now I was that I'm, said, I'm like, why is this guy Now single? that I'm divorced, yeah. dot, dot, dot. This is a guy who's going on. PBS on Sunday mornings to talk about the biggest news in the world. Right. And it looks like Denzel Washington. I mean, I'm going through a divorce. Work, date. I'm know? separated. Sure. Where did Darby's plane land? So he says, you can take my plane wherever and then you can disappear from there. So am I trying to pick like what connecting airport she picked? Yeah, this is you why know? it's an unanswerable okay, question. Okay, like Dallas? <laughs> like, you know. Oh, I thought, well, her plane eventually lands right. in like the Caribbean, Bahamas, mm -hmm. Fiji, Okay, where Hawaii? she eventually goes. I think uh, the Caribbean, it, I realized- It felt Caribbean-ish. I basically learned about the Caribbean and certainly its tax structures from John Grisham novels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it would be firm, cool if she was- Working at the bar that Avery Tolan goes to. Right. Mm, if she yeah. hooked up with yeah, Hackman, that's the sequel. Grisham yeah. verse going. Okay. Could there somebody write a movie, a book about John Grisham doing something illegal in the Cayman Islands and that he's been telling us all along in all these different books? And oh, this yeah. Person's oh, trying to, he's giving yeah. it This away. person puts the puzzle together yeah. and gets murdered and then a college student has to figure it out. That's a good idea. We should cut that out of this and right. try to develop that. Did Darby and Gray win a Pulitzer, Amanda? And did she go? I don't think she went. I hope they won a Pulitzer, but it's pretty political, you know? Do people win Pulitzers for having good theories that are right? Well, she wrote the story. She got the code byline. Yeah, that's true. Good reporting. They had to get chased a couple times. Parking garage. I forgot to mention what's age the best. The 
Doberman in the car coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere to yeah. bark at somebody who's already in danger. And saving their works. life. Do you think that... Just a lot of Dobermans in cars in yeah. action movies. How long do you think Gray would be able to fend people off of Darby? Because you would think that people would be like, my, my mission in life is to dox Darby, like find out where Darby is. Yeah. Well, you would also think that people's mission in life would be to solve who assassinated That's two true. Supreme Court justices, and it's just Darby. So... <laughs> Best double feature choice of this movie. Would you go to The Firm? Sure. Just bang yeah, them out. Yeah, yeah. Three it's a yes. long yeah. evening, yeah. but it's it's a fun one. I, w- I might recommend The Parallax View from Alan J. Pakula. Oh, a little before and after? Yeah, which okay. I think is like closest actually to what this movie is like yeah. in terms of like there are dark powers behind this country and it's hard to know who they are. What about hardcore? <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, oh my yeah. god! Do you oh. do you want to announce the additional second leg of our live tour throughout across the Star porn Court. theaters just, of America? Just the combat zone. Yeah. Oh. Um, you make it sound like George C. Scott is yeah coming when you do that. No, he's like he, he's that's but, but that's what's so weird about it. It it is weird. He's you are communicating that. George C. Scott. They're like, George, dial it up. Just a little, We're going to do one more take. Can you just dial <laughs> it up a little He's never had more? to be asked to dial it up, I, I assure you. That's what he does. The Indian Red Zawantanay Award for what happened the next day. Here's what I have. Darby disappears for 22 years and then does a narrative podcast that becomes bigger than cereal. <laughs> That's good. That is really yeah. good. Have we considered that she's at Zawantanayo? Oh, interesting. It's kind of got that How energy. much... Uh, like, is she still using her, like, I'm scared voice as the podcast voice? No, she's got her she's voice like, back. Okay. My name's Darby Shaw. Thank you for listening to Serial. <laughs> still scared. What piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie, Sean? Mm, John Lithgow's uh, desktop computer. <laughs> With the, the green and black screen. Oh, yeah. I was taken back to the early days of the... Yeah, when you that, go cross the, the Avenue, yeah. yeah. oh my yeah. god! I I used to like had double vision after being at the Herald for eight hours. I would go with the original Pelican Brief, how they had it with the oh, that's Darby awesome. Shot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, you bookshelf. usually get mad when I pick the car, but uh, I would like Callahan's car. Sam, Sam and cars. Uh, really we yeah. should put that yeah. in. Yeah. What's age the best? I forgot. Denzel's Howard University T-shirt. Oh, that's good too. I was gonna do the Mets hat, and then wear it during every. Oh, it's Nick's? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wrote down Matt's because I thought that it would taunt you even more. <laughs> no, it's Nick's. Yeah. That's a legendary Nick's photo also among Nick's him. fans. Yeah. yeah. Is Julia looking cool in, in a Nick's hat? The Coach Finstock Award for Best Life Lesson. If you find out about a giant government conspiracy, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Not worth it. Would you do that? Just keep it to yourself. You end up being chased you know in a parking garage, getting saved you by a pitbull. You would pit sprinkle it on pods. Just like you would you'd be like, don't aggregate me. But I think this is who killed the, the Supreme Court justice. You literally on this podcast <laughs> talked about who you think killed JFK. Well, on this podcast. because it's factual. <laughs> <laughs> who won the movie? Amanda? Mm. Can Sam Shepard be an answer? Sure. It could be whatever you want. There's no peer pressure I guess on the Grisham. rewatchables. John Grisham did. I had Grisham as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Denzel. <clears throat> Here's my case. Denzel never has to rely on another movie star again after this movie. Every other movie he makes after this, he can do it on his own. Yeah. But you'd he, even say Crimson Tide? I think if you had swapped out somebody less legendary than Gene Hackman, that movie still would have worked. Yeah, um, if it's Anthony Held. Yeah. That movie was sold yeah. on Denzel. Yeah. It wasn't sold the way that Pelican Brief is sold on Julia, the way that Philadelphia is sold on Hanks. So to me, this is like him 
crossing the line to from A to A plus. I'm gonna go conspiracies. Oh, in the movie, like just the idea of conspiracies mm-hmm. or just. It's a very rich text, still relevant, and I like I like the way Pakula handled and it. And honestly, way more fun in the early 90s pre-internet. Yeah. 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 You sit around, smoke some cigarettes, and argue about who killed JFK, and then everybody went home. Yeah. Then something changed. What do you got, Craig? I don't love the slander on the acting in this movie, on Julia Roberts, and even a little bit of Denzel. I think that we have a very strong relationship to a certain kind of performance from her. I think this movie is, like you guys said, it's too long. It's kind of slow. The plot's pretty murky. You really got to focus and pay attention, and there's a lot of jargon and talking. And the fact that this made $200 million and it's still a good movie, to me, is a testament to Julia Roberts and Denzel, like, keeping you there the entire time. Yeah. I like that this movie was unfussy, and it's it's unlike most movies today where it's like, this is just the two of them. It is a political thriller. There is no real action. There's no CGI. It's like, they just got to act in the movie. And they held my attention the entire time for a movie that I feel like has a million flaws. Was it a first watch? Yeah. Liz and I both. That's a good summary. Holds your attention the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Pretty flawed. Major star power. Fun to see the two I think stars it's actually, in one and, movie. and I think to the point we were making earlier, it's actually a fun movie to watch in chunks. Like, it's yeah. it's not a bad mm-hmm. movie to be like, oh, wow, the middle it of the It feels like a TV show converted into a movie. A little it feels bit. like yeah. it was yeah. 10 yes. episodes and they condensed it down. I really do think they should just remake it. That was like it. Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm with it's you. Like yeah. not, not now, Bill. It's like three one-hour <laughs> episodes. Bill, welcome. Just, I, was yeah. Oppenheimer a miniseries or a movie? I just got a concussion okay. <laughs> from that take. It's amazing. I've been concussed. What are your year for you at the cinema? You got more takes you want to uncork, but now's the time. I wanted to watch Oppenheimer at home because I had to take notes with all the plots and characters. Mm-hmm. It was you much should easier. do it. I had this my whiteboard next self-destruct to it. in three minutes, like pot, where you're just like, here's the year in movies. Oppenheimer too long. Who says I'm not yeah. going to do that? Yeah. Okay. You know Can you else? do that plus JFK? But you did, need Revisited. A, you did need a whiteboard for Oppenheimer, right? Did people actually go into the theater and just kind of watch that blind? I think yes. you just pay attention to yeah, it. They did. Follow uh, the characters. But, but, I still, I, but I did that twice and I still don't know what happens in the last hour. So, <laughs> But, you know, yeah, Rami Malek is writing Mayo it down on his clipboard, though, so Hill. it's fine. Yeah, Hill. Yeah, Hill explain, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty legible. I don't know. I thought it was good. I like that movie. Oppenheimer's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. Need to see it three, four more times. I loved it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. It's great. What's better, Pelican Reef or Oppenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the rewatchables. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Bill. Great to have you on. Sean. Thank you, Bill. Chris, pleasure as always. We got three more until the break, including uh, we have, we're going to flip on Christmas Eve. We're going to run the rewatchables on Sunday night and run my pod on Monday night because hmm. um, the football schedule was just super weird. So we're going to put a big one on that Christmas Eve one. Anyway, that's it for the Rewatchables. Good to see you. Don't forget about the Rewatchables tour. Where can you buy tickets, Craig? Ringer.com slash events. Yeah. Yep. Great. There's only one place you can see Byron Mayo in person. Oh my God. (laughs) How are you going to decide between Wayne and Byron for each city? I think I'm starting to look more like Byron, so (laughs) I may have to lean into that. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 